expectations. All right. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, we are back for season one, episode nine. Uh, this might, uh, I don't know, if this was a reality TV show this week, there'd have to be like, this must be like the most jam-packed, drama-filled week that we're possibly going to have uh, in in low expectations because everything is on the line this week. And uh, it's going to be a crazy one. What do you think, Keith? Uh, I mean, I was writing the uh, I was writing the coaches poll this week, and I was just getting really excited. Kind of thing. I was getting depressed writing, you know, specifically my section. Uh, but it was just getting really excited. I'm like, man, there's a lot on the line this last week here, and uh, we've got a special segment today where we'll kind of talk about that. But man, there's just, uh, I mean, it, it, it's it's exciting. Uh, it's a it's going to be a very exciting finish there's at least three matchups to kind of keep your eyes on that could decide the final you know final couple playoff spots and uh there's there's teams that could end up in the toilet bowl who just a few short weeks ago thought there was no way possible man it's it's gonna be a good week where we are uh no i mean i i hearken this i'm a college football fan so i hearken this to like rivalry week right you save your best for last you know, Michigan, Ohio State, Florida, Florida State, Alabama, Auburn, you know, the big rivalries all across the country. They're all playing this last week of the season. And I mean, these aren't really rivalries for us, but they're all important games. So, yeah, I felt so I, I texted you this earlier, but I felt like um, I'm going to try to paint a visual picture. Um, if you've seen Always Sunny in Philadelphia, when Charlie is like in conspiracy theory mode, he's got all these yeah wire like the yarn and connecting different points that's how i felt like going through the different matchups of the possibilities and outcomes of how things could play out this week and who could fall where and who could rise it was just you know all over the place it, i mean like i think technically i think technically only one team is really like i mean we have some that are like shoe-ins but i think only carl and and maybe fern are the only two that are technically confirmed for the playoffs. Like, yeah, yeah. clinched. So that, that's, yeah, that's just yeah, I think, yeah, and, and even, even Carl, like, there's, it's a very, very slim chance. But even Carl, there's a chance he doesn't get the first round by. Right. Right. If he, if he has a, if he has a bad week, which pretty much every team in this league has had like a really pathetically scoring week. And if mm-hmm. that happens to Carl this week and Fern has a pop off week, um, which he's had a few on this run he's on, he could potentially overtake him. And, you know, if they finish with the same record, the the the, the first round bye goes to the greater points four. So, you know, Carl and, Fern are, Carl and Fern are confirmed in the playoffs, but even Carl's spot as the number one seed is is technically that it, it there's a universe in which he could lose the number one seed. So, I mean, like I said, just jam-packed this week. We got a lot to get into. Um, And I'm just excited for it, man. Yeah, me too. Well, let's do some quick introductions. Um, I'm I'm always uh, I'm I'm here. Uh, I'm the commish. Happy fucking Friday, everybody! Hope you're having a great fucking Friday. Happy fucking Friday! Hell yeah! Woo! Happy Friday! Fuck yeah! I'm always. Uh, I've got a. I've got a new one for you. Um, I'm joined with my co-hostess with the mostest. Uh, he's he's here. He's he's uh, got a flu game going on, like MJ. Um, here's here's your new soundbite. Where is done? 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 Where is done?
just <laughs> I <laughs> I'm very appreciative that I'm I'm slowly distancing myself from you know cocaine and narcotics abuse, but <laughs> yeah. clearly I have a brand and um I'm not I'm not displeased with my brand, but man, I, I mean I guess I'd rather be an alcoholic than a than a drug abuser, but um yeah, I guess you know you just gotta Gotta, you got to play the hand you're dealt, you know? Yeah, you know, it, it, you know <clears throat> there's worse things. Eventually, it's just kind of like that Brian Scalabrini interview when he's talking about, um, he's talking about, they're like, Brian, you won a ring, but you didn't play a single minute. And he's like, you know what? That doesn't matter because I won the ring. In 10 years, I'm going to tell people that I played 10 minutes or whatever. In 20 years, I'm going to tell people that I played, you know, half the game or half the series, and he's in 30 years. I'm going to tell people I was the MVP of the series, and, you know, no one's going to bat an eye. So <laughs> that, that's kind of what we're doing here. We're distancing yourself, you know, in 10, 20 years. No one, no one will even remember about this. So, um, you know, uh, I'm, I'm just – I'm hoping, you know, I'm hoping people, hoping people remember this more for uh, me playing through this cough, you know. Yeah, dude, flu game. Flu game, that's what we're here for. <laughs> Uh, and I think it's important to point out uh, we are without, uh, obviously this is our off week for guests. So this was a, a scheduled week for us to um, kind of catch up on some content, but we are without our main man, Philly, the one and only, um, obviously the holiday season, he's got family in town. And so um, he couldn't join us today, but uh, salute to Philster, salute to the England family. Um, glad y'all are getting to celebrate. Pouring out for the homies. I'm glad he's spending time with mama England and, uh, We'll have him back hopefully with us uh, next week and then we have a we're back to having our, our guests next week we have some beef that we should have had squashed at thanksgiving but that's going to be coming up next tuesday when we have fred on the show uh, we can we get to ask about the early season beef between fred and keith <laughs> the, the beef that wasn't really a beef yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot like isaiah stewart and lebron james like <laughs> one of us got really upset, but we both knew we were going to do anything about it. <laughs> this is like, we're going to have to get a treaty signed to <laughs> officially squash the beef. You know, it's, you know, like I said, we're going to be, we're going to make some, make some moves here. Um, but yeah, talk about a crazy week we've had. And even in like, it was just a bizarre week in terms of like matchups that happened this week. Um, lots of upsets, lots of, I'm like surprising score lines and I'm I don't know if I'm ready to talk about it or not but I think there's never a better time than the present I was gonna say ready or not um we have to jump into it you know we got to kick this off right um what we advanced to what seven and two seven and three last week I think it was seven and two six and two six and two all right so we're shooting for seven and two because this is episode nine so it had to be yeah so pushing for seven and two here. Um, You're pushing the you know, envelope too, man. I, 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 you know, we were texting earlier today, and I said, I said, I think we're clicking on all cylinders. So I've been really testing us, and I've been, you know, jam packing the the two minute drills with with content, and uh, I, I believe in us. That's all I'm going to say. I believe in us, and uh, you know, right now we're kind of sitting like the Tennessee Titans. You know, where we. Uh, we're definitely a, a playoff contender, and uh, you know we can we can afford to drop a game or two because the rest of the league is uh, is just not good, and we're you know we're without our best player right now. So, is that a is that a Philly tribute? <laughs> Are you calling Philly King Henry? 
Philly, who has almost nothing to do with the two-minute drill, he's our best player on the two-minute drill. Well, they're both built like brick shit houses, so you know that, that's that's all you need. I'm sure Philly would also be pretty upset about you know being compared to an Alabama player anyway. So you know, Derrick Henry. I, I yeah, feel right. Like, I feel like <coughs> I don't know. I feel like I'd be okay with it. Yeah, I mean, listen, uh, you know, I've got I've got Super Bowl Lenny on my bucks. Um, and, uh, you know, if Lenny were as good as King Henry, I'd, I'd compare him to Lenny. But honestly, I feel like comparing Philly to Super Bowl Lenny is a little bit disrespectful to Philly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's going to be upset about that. He's going to it's going to be that Triple H meme where he's just. <laughs> we're going to get a we're going to get a. <laughs> We're gonna get an angry text after this. <laughs> you slander any LSU player, he'll come for you. That's it. This is how you get me and Philly on you. We're gonna get a one-star review on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> yeah, it'll be our first ever review, and it's Philly. It's our own our own teammate <laughs> bashing us. TBH, I, I definitely give ourselves five stars every week. I don't comment or say anything nice, but I make sure to give us a five star review on Apple. Podcasts. Hey, you know it's the reviews that count. I uh, I started <laughs> started I started listening on all three platforms to <laughs> just boost our boost our numbers a little bit. Man, we are you know business is booming here at the Low Expectations Network. But um, enough about enough like self. Enough, enough talk about ourselves. Let's, let's yeah. talk about the the important people in the league. Uh, I got I got the timer thing. ready, so if you're if you're ready to jump in, one sec. How now, brown cow? How now, brown cow? Unique, you know, New York, unique, New York. Oh, I think oh, I'm you, ready. You, no you, 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 stumbled, you stumbled on that one, but you know, it, I, we're shaking it out. We're shaking it out, and we're ready to go. I'm getting it out early. I'm getting the vocal cords loose. I need to gargle some some salt water. But now, let me get a, let me get a quick cough in before we start. So I'm gonna mute. Yeah. If you cough mid two minute drill, we're fucked. So. Get it out. Yeah, we got this. Oh, do you hear that finger popping right there? Let's go. All right, I got this timer ready. Are you ready to do this, Samuel? Yep, I'm ready. <sighs> Looking to improve to seven and two. Let's go. Keep Chief versus the Fighting House Plants. The Fighting House Plants came into this one riding a six-game win streak, and Keep Chief came in looking to get back in the win column. Jonathan Taylor was the star of this game and single-handedly won this matchup for the House Plants with his low expectation season high fifty-three points. Keith Chief once again sees his roster underperform, failing to hit 100 points for the third week in a row. Fighting Houseplants get the win over Keith Chief, 110-89. Rice to beat you versus ride the bus. Our first entry in the upset of the week nomination, Rice to beat you came out swinging against the reigning champ, getting great games from Herbert, Mixon, Adams, and Folk. Meanwhile, ride the bus sees most of his lineup struggle, headlined by Dax, disappointing two points. Ride the bus now and drops to two drops two of his last three while rice to beat you gets his third win in a row to stay in the playoff hunt rice to beat you in convincing fashion override the bus 150.95 bad mother tucker versus formerly known as head cow in the most exciting matchup of the week bad mother tucker versus formerly known as head cow delivers a matchup that kept the fellas intrigued bad mother tucker gets strong outings from his trio of wide receivers along with another solid stream of performance by mark ingram However, it was just not enough to overcome gems by Aaron Rodgers, James Conner, and, Jeff- and Justin Jefferson. Formerly known as Heads Cow, squeaks by for his second win of the season over Bad Mother Tucker, 136-130. Dalvin and Hobbs versus Zidane, please. If Rice to beat you over uh, Ride the Bus wasn't your upset of the week, Dalvin and Hobbs versus Zidane, please certainly was. Dalvin and Hobbs struggled to find much help after Cousins and Cook's strong performance while Zidane, please, got an outstanding 31 from the Pats D on Thursday Night Football, which was a sign of things to come. 
Sedan, please added a, a monster game from Eckler and strong outings from Scary Terry and Brandon Ayuk to seal this one. Sedan, please keeps his playoff hopes alive and gets the win over Dalvin Hobbs, 153-114. The Gooches lose versus Chark in the Water. Looking to get back in the win column. Chark in the Water clearly wasn't able to shake over their hangover. Despite solid games from Christian McCaffrey and Swift, the rest of Chark in the Water comes in below expectations as they barely clear 100 points. The Gooches lose gets good games from the bottom half of their roster while Nick Chubb saved the day in his return to action. Gooches lose over Chark in the Water, 120 to 102. Man, this, this is a tough one. This is a tough one. We, we, we dropped it. You know, we fall to, we fall to six and three on the season, but uh, two minute, three seconds. Damn. Uh, listen, you don't, you don't, you don't like to lose here and we're not, we're not playing moral victories here, but to only come in three seconds over with, uh, with, with that jam packed content, oh, I, I'm, well, there's room for improvement, but man, we are, we're a well-oiled machine right now. We're still good. Like I said, you, you, it's not bad to lose one right before the playoffs. Uh, gets you humbled. Gets you ready for for the next one. Uh, make sure you comes in hungry for uh, for round one of the playoffs, uh, which we'll have next week. So you know, I think I think we're, you know, I think this, like I said, this just humbles us a little bit, and we'll get back on the horse. I'm not I'm not stressed about it. I'm not going to blame Philly for this, but I feel like every time he's been on, we've gotten it. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I don't, I, you know, as a as as the leader of this offense, when it comes to the two minute drill, you know, I don't want to throw anyone under the bus, but uh, this one's all on Philly, squarely on Philly. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we can do uh, that because he's not here. Exactly, exactly. I wouldn't be able to get away with that if he were here. We're, if 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 my Super Bowl Lenny comments didn't get him fired up. This one certainly will. I'm definitely going to get a mean Philly text after this. Well, we'll wait to we'll wait to post it in the morning. <laughs> Give him something to listen to on his commute to work. <laughs> All right. Well, um, what, what what do we want to talk about next? We want to talk about some some waiver wire targets and some potential drops. Honestly, I like every week. I don't necessarily struggle to find. Like I feel like I have like we have typically pretty we're pretty good in terms of like who's available on the waiver wire and uh this week i kind of struggled not gonna lie uh the fellows have done a great job of finding some some gems on the waiver wire in the past few weeks and uh it kind of made our job a little bit more difficult this week i don't know if you'd agree with that um but i know i definitely struggled yeah i think uh, i think also the biggest piece is you get to this point in the season and the pickings are just slim, right? The, the, the players worth having are on a roster. The players not worth having are not on a roster. And so at this point in the season, it's really like, you know, who do I want on my roster in the event that someone gets hurt for the playoffs, right? Like I don't want to be in a position where I'm scraping on the waivers um, in the playoffs. And obviously if you're in that position in the first place, first place, then you're probably not in good shape, but, yeah. You know, this is just about – this point in the season, it's just about, you know, getting guys on your roster so that you have them and nobody else does. So right. it was definitely – Oh, your mic cut out there, Keith. I'm going to start by talking about um, the, the, the waiver that I have. Um, and the first one that I put was Devonta Freeman. Um, I said that I've been very surprised by Freeman's production and usage this season. 
the Ravens' backfield was a mess to start the season. They lost uh, J.K. Dobbins, uh, Gus Edwards, uh, within I think before the season even started. Um, but Devonta Freeman got signed uh, very early on in the season. Him, Le'Veon Bell, Latavius Murray, um, and Latavius Murray hasn't been able to stay healthy. Uh, Le'Veon Bell was kind of wishy-washy in production. Um, ultimately, was cut. Um, but in the past five games, at least for Freeman, he's only dropped below 10 fantasy points once. Um, and with Bell no longer in the equation, his time on the field has seen a little bit of an uptick. So I, I would continue to look for Freeman to continue to produce solid 10 plus games, kind of Mike Davis-esque uh, at the beginning of the year uh, from here on out. Yeah, I definitely like that one. Um, he's he's going to be a guy that's probably on a lot of folks, excuse me, a lot of folks radar. So. Um, definitely a good pick. And yeah, I mean, the, Ra- the Ravens are just a really good running football team. And right now the, the backfield seems to be Freeman. So can't argue with that pick there. There's hard. There is no, there wasn't great running backs. I think there's some, there's some ones that I could lob from, you know, full court and hope that we hit uh, one that I keep seeing on every news source that I follow is Rex Burkhead. Uh, apparently he has, uh, Philip Lindsay's been cut by the Texans. Breaking news. I don't know if it's breaking or not. Um, but apparently, uh, to a lot of analysts, he surpassed David Johnson on the depth chart. And they're saying that hmm. he could be seeing the ball a lot more. And he's one, if you're willing to take a risk, he could be a good option. Uh, the Jets lost Michael Carter this week uh, for two to three weeks. So RIP Carl um, for his depth a little bit. Um, but another one, their 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 backfield's kind of a mess too. When you have you got Ty Ty Johnson, Ty Johnson, yeah, and, Ty Johnson, uh, and Tevin Coleman. So that one is like 50-50 on who you're going to pick. So just not a not a ton of great options at running back. A lot of risks. Um, not quite the reward there. Um, so like I said, it, people have done a great job handcuffing people throughout the season. Um, Fern's been a great example of that. Joe's been a great example of that. So, yeah. Fred, Fred's also Fred, got a couple Fred, really, yeah, he, really yeah, cheeky he, waiver pickups. Yeah, so. uh, Dearness Johnson and Alex Madison. So, yeah. So, like I said, it's handcuffing yeah. season. Um, and uh, we've done a great job of doing that. But talk to me about yours. He's he's one that uh, I'm happy to see back on, on the waiver, or at least on the, the ad call. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think, I, you know, a week ago, my pick is Cam Newton. And uh, most teams at this point have, you know, a strong starting quarterback. Um, but I mean, Cam Newton just adds such tremendous value as a runner. And, uh, you know, Newton won, wins the starting job uh, in his second week back with the Panthers. And he, he just, he looks like he hasn't really missed a step from when he departed the Panthers in 2019 following that, uh, that injury riddled season. And, you know, even last year with the Patriots, his numbers were down. Um, in his first full season, but he still turned in almost 600 rushing yards and 12 touchdowns on the ground. And that's just incredible production from a quarterback. Um, And so in his return to Carolina last week, his stats didn't jump off the page, but he found the end zone twice in very limited action. And then, you know, his first game as a starter, he gets you three touchdowns and 25 plus fantasy points, um, you know, in his, in his, his first start back. And so, um, you know, at, at the moment he had on top of it all, he has yet to turn the ball over. And so, you know, if you're a team looking for an extra boost in the playoffs or the toilet bowl, and you don't have one of those top five to seven quarterbacks, you don't have, you know, Lamar Jackson or Justin Herbert or 
Dak Prescott or Tom Brady. Um, this could be a guy who could really help you out down the stretch. Um, the Panthers have a fairly favorable schedule down the stretch. And, you know, again, um, just his value as a runner is tremendous. Um, and really that's one of the reasons why, you know, two of the top three quarterbacks in fantasy right now are Lamar Jackson and um, Jalen Hurts, who are not exceptional passers, but they're just outstanding runners and they just rack up points on the ground. So I think this could be a very cheeky pickup for somebody, like I said, who doesn't have one of those top five to seven guys at quarterback. Um, this is a guy I think you can pencil in for 20 points a week just based off of, you know, 50 plus rushing yards and a touchdown every week. Yeah. No, I was just saying he's, Cam Newton is just one of those guys you have to, he runs the RPO very well. Um, and he takes advantage of it and he's gonna, he's gonna exploit it. So he's, he's very good. Well, I, I don't always necessarily agree with his fashion stunts. Um, the dude can <laughs> play football and, uh, he sees the field really well. Um, I'm, I'm just happy to see Cam back in there. I think this is a great swan song for him. Um, get some redemption. So, um, yeah. I hope, I hope, I hope things go well for him. Um, in terms of drops. Uh, I put I put Brandon Bolden. I said it's a bold and move to keep Brandon Bolden on your roster at this point. Um, I can understand him as a potential handcuff to Damian Harris. Uh, with that being said, Ramondre Stevens is the clear-cut RB2 in the Pats offense. Uh, Bolden is more realistically the third down back, and it's still difficult to actually call him that. His snap count uh, can dropping on a weekly basis. It's safe to send him off into the great abyss that is the waiver wire. So uh the, the the pats backfield is a headache as it is um the, while I, maybe there aren't better options out there uh for running back uh other than like devonta freeman and like we said some of those risks you want to take um there are some other options that maybe wide receiver uh you could use your flex so i would definitely look into some other options uh instead of brandon bolden yeah i think um i, I really like this i really like this pick as a drop um, mostly because I don't, I don't really trust the Patriots offense. Like the Patriots, uh, they're winning, but I don't think that they're winning because they're playing lights out offense. And so it's really difficult to trust anyone on their offense. You certainly can't trust any of their receivers. Um, you know, Mac Jones is playing very efficiently, but he's not having eye popping numbers. You know, he's pretty much just getting you like 220 passing yards a week with, you know, two touchdowns and no picks, which is, you know, fine. But as a fantasy owner, if you're looking at that kind of quarterback, um, you're probably not going to have much luck in looking at any of his skill players. No, he he, spread, so, he spreads the ball everywhere and you never know yeah, who's right. going to be our wide receiver one um, on any given week. It's, it's for damn sure not Nikhil Harry. Uh, Jacoby Myers, he's been hit or miss, but he's still the – the number 33 wide receiver um, in PPR, maybe Nelson Aguilar, but he's even worse. He's been off. unreliable. Um, Hunter Henry has been a, a touchdown monster. It's one thing is very clear when they get to the end zone, he's looking Hunter Henry's way. And so, mm-hmm. you know, you need a, you need a TD or bust, you know, streamer option at tight end. Gino's got a great option there with Hunter Henry. I mean, he's, yeah. here, you know, two, three catches for 20, 30 yards and a touchdown, which is, which is great for a tight end, you know? Yeah, it'd be nice to see Hunter Henry get um, get more snaps, though. He's he's he's. I was looking at his snap counts, and he's almost splitting them exactly in half with Johnny Smith. So if if Henry was getting eighty to ninety percent of the snaps, his production would be so much higher. So it's it's crazy yeah. to see. 
um, Kendrick Bourne. I mean, it, it, there's just no consistency. Yeah, you're, it's yeah. it's hard to pick anyone um, in that in that offense. So, yeah, that's that's yeah, it's tough. Yeah. But, no, I agree with that one. I uh, I think we we've talked about this guy before, and obviously, no one people don't listen to the pod. So, yeah, I guess I mean this is one he he's been on he's been on here before. I mean, we obviously. Um, we thought for sure Jeremy McNichols was in line um, to take over as as the guy in Derrick Henry's absence, um, and that really just hasn't been the case. I mean, and last week he was going through concussion protocol, and it really might not have mattered. It looks like uh, Deontay Foreman and um, uh, and I I don't even recall the back of the 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 so, second guy's name. So it was uh, it was it was Adrian Peterson. No, no, they they had another guy who picked up a bunch of snaps this week. This, and this week it was Dontrell Hilliard. That, yes, yes. He's, he's going to be. Because they just they just released Adrian Peterson and they promoted him full time. They promoted Hilliard full time. So. I would say, let me let me do that. Breaking news: Yeah, AP has been cut. If you hadn't heard already. Right. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so Hilliard got a ton. Maybe laugh and have to take a cough break. Yeah. Hilliard, Hilliard took a ton of the snaps last week. Um, I guess he impressed enough to be promoted to the the, the active roster on a weekly basis. So that yeah, could, and so that could derail your your plans of having Deontay Foreman. Not that he was necessarily putting up eye popping numbers. Yeah, no, I picked him up because I needed him. I wasn't sure if Clyde edwards alaire was going to play. Um, I thought he had a pretty favorable matchup against the Texans. Um, you know, it, it was it was good to see. Clyde Edwards-Alaire come back and get some uh, get some good touches and some good work. Um, now he's going to have a week to rest up, and um, you know, hopefully, I'll have him for the playoffs. Whether I make the playoffs or the toilet bowl, um, you know, it'll be nice to know that I'll have um, Ceh. But he was just kind of a just kind of a one week handcuff because I had Henderson on by and I uh, wasn't all too sure about Clyde Edwards-Alaire status. But yeah, I mean, with McNichols again. He's he's just he's kind of a low man on the totem pole in this little three man committee they have going, and really no one has the edge, um, and that includes the Titans' offense. They just don't have their edge without Derrick Henry. Um, yeah. Teams clearly understand that they're the Titans just aren't a threat without Derrick Henry, and I don't feel any of those three backs, or really all three of them combined, even come close to filling the hole. Um, by by Derrick Henry, left by Derrick Henry. So yeah. I really think you just need to look elsewhere. You offered some really good options for guys if you want to take a risk on somebody. Deep um, sleepers, deep. Yeah, I mean, if you're again at this point in the season, like you're just looking to have some guys as as an absolute emergency. And Jeremy Nichols is just he's just not an emergency guy. If he's your emergency guy and you have to start him, you know you're just not in good shape. So you're better off, you know, maybe looking at Devontae Freeman or um, Ty Johnson or even Tevin Coleman now that uh, Michael Carter is out. So it's, yeah, uh, you know, you're, you're not, you're not in a good position if you have McNichols on your roster, but it's really just time to let him go. And I'm sure um, even if you don't pick up another running back, you know, there's probably a receiver or a, a, you know, a streamer tight end you can pick up that yeah. uh, would provide just as much value. I think the other cheeky one I would think is Marquez Valdez Scaling. He's been back off the IR and he looked good last week, um, but I don't know if I could trust him to perform on a consistent basis. But yeah, that's a lot of talk about waivers, and we could—I mean, we could talk about waivers for hours. Uh, there's 
so many deep, uh, deep picks that we could talk about. And, you know, I was, there are tons of potential booms that are, you know, great for daily fantasy and stuff like that. But um, let's talk about the, the real, the real, I don't know, the real drama that, that could be brewing um, in low expectations this week. And that's the playoff picture. We're in week 12, playoff start week 13. Only two, only two teams have clinched a playoff spot, and there's a, a ton of, a ton of, uh, a ton of moving and shaking that could still happen. Um, you want to talk to me first, as kind of you have it, the the current playoff picture. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I'm really excited about this segment. Um, we were kind of brainstorming ideas for what we do for this week with, uh, with not having a guest around and. Uh, so really excited to kind of discuss the playoff picture. We talked about this idea, you know, two weeks ago, I think, and um, figured we, I think we both kind of decided this is better to maybe push a little closer to the playoffs. And this is really the perfect time. And so, um, so yeah, just a quick dive into the playoff picture as it stands. So um, we're looking at really um, ride the bus and Dalvin Hobbs look like they have the first round by um, the, neither of these are likely to change. Um, even if they were to both lose this week, however, um, it, it's still possible. Um, they both have a pretty fairly sizable edge in the points for for the tiebreaker over um, the Fighting House Plants and Zidane, please, respectively. But you know, again, as we pointed out, you know, especially Philly. Philly's been pl- prone to some really um, dud games. So, you know, um, if he has a real dud of a game and Excuse me, and Zidane, please can um, can rack off a rap or um, can tally up a monster of an outing. Then he might be able to overtake him. But as it stands, those are the two first round buys. Uh, and then we see at the moment it's Chark in the Water versus Keith Chief, Rice to beat you versus the Fighting House Plants, and these are the two um, you know kind of first round wild card matchups. Um, but after that, it gets. I mean, it, it's still very interesting. All of these are far from set in stone. Um, we've got some real interesting, um, some real interesting things that could happen here. I mean, a couple of key matchups that could really decide things this week. Um, Chark in the water, Keith Chief, all sitting at six and five. Um, Zidane, please, Rice to be or uh, Rice to beat you, both at five and six. Um, it's important to note that for that last playoff spot and those last two playoff spots, points four matters here. And right now I am the low man on that group. So if we all finish six and six, uh, I, you know, I'm in the toilet bowl, um, you know, rice to be Jews, unless I have just an absolute pop-off game this week. I mean, they're both sitting at about 1340 a piece in points four. I'm about about 1285. So, um, you know, I would need to have just an absolute monster of a game to kind of make up that ground. And uh, I, you know, last year I had, uh, had a pretty lucky um, final week when it came to securing the last playoff spot and the points for, but um, given the roster inconsistency this year and just the scoring inconsistency, I, I, I really just don't feel comfortable banking on that, especially with uh, having to go up against Carl, um, you know, high, highest or highest or second highest scoring team in the league. I think he's the, yeah, he's the highest. So highest this week. Yeah, so, I mean, you've got uh, three teams there, really four teams all kind of sitting in the mix, um, you know, so yeah, it, um, it, it, it could certainly get very interesting. And even there are some kind of outside scenarios that could see you getting in um, if mm-hmm. you get a win. 
um, and maybe um, so, Gino. Or, yeah, I was say let me let me break that, let me break that down. Yeah, um, so the the Gino and Fred matchup is, or the Gino and Fred alignment is interesting. You talked about uh, your your what was it last year? Six points, eight points, mm-hmm. four. Uh, so right like now, eight points, yeah. eight points. Right now, uh, Rice to beat you has a four, like a little over, a little under a four point edge on on Zidane. Please, in terms of points four. So if they continue to have the same record, that points four is going to be so tight, razor thin. This week, it's going to be nuts. Um, so with that being said, there isn't there is a chance where and this was actually Gino's mailbag question uh, of what he needs to do to make the playoffs. Really, all Gino has to do is win. Uh, as long as Gino can win, uh, more likely than not, he'll, he will make the playoffs. Um, uh, if, however, if he loses and Zidane please lose and I win, then I will claim that last playoff spot mm-hmm. uh, just because I have the tie break in terms of points for um, if for whatever reason, well, if, if I lose and the Gucci's loose wins and Gino uh, race to beat you and Zidane please lose, then the Gucci's loose could sneak into the playoff mix there. So yeah. there's, there's all sorts of really, really exciting storylines that are playing out this week. Um, a, because I'm playing the Gucci's loose. And so really the winner of that will be, have the outside chance of getting in. I would say probably it's like a, 20 30 percent chance as of right now um and this is all like i said off the top of the dome uh, but we have some really really tight like in terms of projections and scoring um they're pretty close um yeah joe, joe uh formerly known as head cow against Sedan please is going to be a really fun matchup to watch this week uh just because uh the formerly known head cow maybe has found some 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 footing he's had put together back-to-back pretty pretty solid outings obviously against me um put together a win there um and if in he joe has told me he wants to play spoiler so um if he if he said if he's going to the toilet bowl he wants to take everyone down with him uh so yeah i could very easily i mean he could very easily beat Zidane, please uh the rights to beat you versus truck in the water two two teams that can put up points we've seen that um it's just going to be a matter of what team shows up and um, how much Austin tinkers with his roster this week. Um, yeah. So, yeah, there's, yeah, I mean, it, it, I mean it, it's, you know, if, if this is the college football playoff committee, kind of, you know, what you hope for is just, you know, when it comes to your last ranking, everyone went out, right. Cause yeah. it's, that's our four don't make our jobs harder. And right now, if everyone wins out, um, <clears throat> well, me beating Carl, um, if I beat Carl and the rest of the league wins out, you know, um, or the rest of the playoff picture, excuse me, um, wins out, then that that's that those are your six teams. Um, you know, it, it, it gets very, very interesting if I lose because that guarantees that a, one more playoff spot opens up um, because I'm just so low in points four. So, yeah. And yeah. So. The, the toilet bowl is going to be interesting too. Funny enough. I mean, we talk about, I mean, obviously you want to be in the playoffs because that's, Right, you're 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 safe from the uh, the punishment. Uh, you're in the running for uh, the 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 belt and the championship, the money. Um, but the toilet bowl is going to be interesting too. Joe is secured; he has locked himself in as that ten or at mm-hmm. that ten spot. But whoever finishes seven, I would throw caution to the wind. Like I said, Joe's team has some. I think he probably has 
one of, if not the, the most depth right now um, on his team. And he could, he could go on. I mean, he could very easily play upset and upset the number seven seed who gets there. Uh, yeah. I was going to say, I think uh, I, I was going to say, Joe's the only one who's for sure punched his ticket to the playoff or to the toilet bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, if I have to pick like anyone right now without fully understanding who the toilet bowl picture is, you look at Joe's roster, um, it's starting to get healthy. I'd pick him to win the toilet bowl right now without really knowing who the playoff picture is, understand or who the toilet bowl picture is, understanding that it really could be um, any one of like five other guys joining him. Yeah. Um, really the only, I think if, if, if Austin were to end up in the toilet bowl, he's probably the only person um, I would, I would pick over Joe, but I don't, I don't think really Austin has a pathway to the toilet bowl given his points for, um, so yeah, I mean, realistically, it's you, me, uh, you know, you, me, Fred, Mo, and Gino who have, you know, who um, who have a realistic chance at ending up in the toilet bowl. At, as it stands, I pick Joe over any one of us, given how volatile all our rosters are. Yeah, um, honestly, and if, if I were to end up in the toilet bowl, I want to be playing either you. Or Fred first round because yeah, yeah. I, I, I feel pretty good seeing how the the things have unfolded. Obviously, your team is probably giving you more headaches than uh, than mine in terms of injury and inconsistency. Um, so yeah, you know what's really funny is I'm a, I, so last year I was only in uh, this fantasy league, and I think moving forward I'm probably just going to stick to just this one. This year I joined one more. And uh, my roster is almost identical in that league. I mean, I've got Lamar Jackson. I've got James Robinson. Uh, I've got Darnell Henderson. I had Derrick Henry. Um, and so, like, that's really the only difference is um, – the only significant differences was I had Derrick Henry, who I got as my top pick. And then um, with my second – with my second-round pick, um, who I should have taken in this year's draft, um, I took Justin Jefferson and in our draft, I took AJ Brown, which, um, I think I was talking with Carl, like that's really my only regret, um, from my draft this year was not taking, uh, Justin Jefferson. Cause I had him on my roster last year. I won the waiver wire sweepstakes for him and that voted very well for me. Um, and I thought about going for him again, but I was like, oh man, AJ Brown with Julio to take the pressure off and Derek Henry coming back after a two K season. I was just like, I was just licking my chops, but um, my roster is almost identical. Justin Jefferson is really the only big difference. And I'm like this th- third best team in the league in that league. So you hate to see it. I, I was talking with Joe about that today. I was like, honestly, I was my own worst enemy this year. Um, and, and like, if you're looking on the mobile app, you can view details and you can see your max points for, I, I would have over a hundred points more than everyone else in the league if I played my optimal lineup every week. So I think yeah. that just goes to show, like, you know, you get in your head and you're your own worst enemy. So there's uh, lots of lots of great, great, uh, like I said, storylines that are going to play out this week. And um, we do have some – we do want to talk a little bit about um, some playoff uh, and toilable X factors. Um, Keith, you, I, I, I think I'm supposed to start us off with that, aren't I? Yeah, yeah. Oh, shoot. All right. So looking at the player that I think, oh my, your roster makes me sad. Um, <laughs> I have to go, I think your X-Factor, I mean, 
this is the guy, but uh, Travis Kelsey, he's he's going to be your guy. I mean, he's been your guy all year. Um, he's he's the he's obviously the the easy number one tight end. He's the I mean, twenty one overall PPR. He he's the one who puts up points for you on a consistent basis. Um, he's the one, obviously, when when he's not on a buy, he's the one I'm riding. Um, I think the other one, it's tough. I like AJ Brown, but he's just not, he's just not doing it for me. Um, I think the other X factor is going to be Lamar Jackson. Um, I think his points are down from last year, but uh, with that being said, he is capable of putting up 40 point games as we've seen. Um, And he does have a pretty favorable, maybe not, but he has some good matchups to take advantage of and exploit. And I would, I would love to see what he can do. Um, he's going to be one you need consistency from to, to really win you that. Yeah. I like, I like both of those picks, obviously, obviously I took Travis Kelsey with the fifth overall pick. Um, I, didn't I really banked, I really banked on him being, you know, kind of my rock this season and, um, really the only other person that I would have taken at that pick. And I discussed this strategy with Carl over and over and over again over the offseason. The only other person I would have taken there. And I think in hindsight, I probably would have grabbed Aaron Jones just to have a more consistent, steady running back. Because mm-hmm. I think Kelsey probably still would have been there at 10. Um, but I didn't want to chance Kelsey not being there. Yeah. So, you know, I went with him. I went with him. And, uh, but yeah, um, uh, Lamar Jackson, I really like that pick as well. Um, much like Cam Newton, just the value he has on the ground. Um, you know, he's, he's not, he's not an exceptional passer. He's a much improved passer this year, um, even from his MVP season, but he's, you know, at the end of the day, you know, his value comes as a runner. And, uh, and that actually leads me into my pick for you. The obvious pick here is Derrick Henry, um, because, you know, if he comes back before the end of the regular season, um, you know, you immediately become one of the most dangerous teams either in the playoff or the toilet bowl. Um, But I think, you know, for me, that's a low hanging fruit pick. My pick is actually the guy you currently have in your starting lineup over your second round pick, Josh Allen, Jalen hurts. Um, Josh Allen is not playing well this year. Um, Jalen hurts adding tremendous value on the ground as a runner. Um, he is just, he, I think he just recently, I think he actually just overtook Lamar Jackson as the number one fantasy quarterback this week. Cause he had a monster game on the ground. So he's my pick for you. I, you know, if, if I had your roster, I'm probably going Jalen hurts the rest of the way. Um, I think maybe there's one or two matchups that Josh Allen has left that I might um, start him just because they're just too tasty not to start him. But um, you know, if I had your roster, I'm starting, I'm starting Jalen hurts the rest of the way because Again, that value on the ground. I mean, he's pretty much a shoe in for 50 plus yards and a touchdown. I think last week he had over 20 carries, which is just insane for a quarterback. So if he's getting that kind of workload um, on the ground, even if he's only getting you, you know, 150 yards, 180 yards and a touchdown through the air, um, that usage on the ground is just invaluable. And I mean, I think he's pretty much a shoe in for 20 points the rest of the season. Um, and he's getting more comfortable in the Eagles offense. Uh, Nick Sirianni is finally realizing, hey, we're a better football team when we run the ball. And so um, he's he, Derrick Henry is obviously the guy. Um, if he comes back before the end of the regular season, 
which you, you and I were talking about this last week. We don't really know for sure whether or not the Titans need him. And I think the Titans might just use all the time they have um, to rest him and just bring him back for the playoffs. They're sitting really pretty in the AFC playoff picture. So I think the Titans might just rest him until they absolutely need him. And if we get to, you know, week 15, 16, 17, and they think, oh, you know, hey, our, our playoff chances are in trouble, they might activate him. Um, but I think Jalen Hurts is going to be your guy the rest of the way. No, I agree. He's the number one fantasy player this year. Um, and I've just had him cooling on my bench because uh, I didn't trust the Eagles offense, but he puts up every week. So I think it's time to, to trust it. He's going against a really bad uh, Giants team this week. Mm-hmm. The Giants. Uh, I mean, he's got tasty matchups. Uh, we, the Eagles have the easiest strength to schedule the rest of the way. So it, it's not hard to, to trust him and, and play him. So I'm happy with that. I think um, I think it's going to pay off for me too. Um, so, something I just thought was interesting because I just I was looking at his stats. He has 20 points in all but three games this year, and in those three games, he had 19.9, 19.9, 19.4. So he basically have had 20 points every single game. So he's a monster. Yeah, I mean, he's just he's a, he's a stud. I mean, he's got what well, like six, seven rushing touchdowns right now. Actually, no, he's got. Holy crap! Five, eight rushing touchdowns right, right now. Yeah, we've stopped. Um, we've stopped. He's going to stop making him make the plays that, like, we were giving him, making it too hard for him, and making him uh, run the RPO really heavily, um, and it was just not working. And so we lean on our run game, and look what happens. We start winning. So I'll take it. Um, let's talk about talk about our friend Coral. Um, I'm not going to do the sound effect because I don't have it. Um, uh, so you just have to imagine the sound effect there. I think the easy one for Coral um, is going to be Alvin Kamara if he's healthy. Um, that's the little asterisk. Um, super easy schedule going out. He, we joked about him being the best wide receiver on the Saints. Uh, I think that's still true. Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, you have a little bit of question mark with um, the quarterback situation. Uh, so that that's kind of volatile, but I still think Alvin Kamara is the one who's going to put up the points. But if we're talking X factors or things things that will help get Carl to win, I think Mike Evans. Um, I did not realize this, but dude has been balling. Uh, I mean, he had two off games, but he's had I mean monster outings every time. Every time he's out there, if he's if he's yep. getting low targets, he's getting a touchdown. So he's a guy that that can really put up a lot of points. Uh, obviously, that'll get dug into once uh, if AB gets healthy and gets back. But uh, I think Mike Evans can really be an X factor for for Carl down the stretch. Yeah. No, definitely. I mean, as a Bucks fan, uh, very happy to see Mike Evans. I mean, he just broke Mike Allstott's record for uh, most touchdowns in Bucks history last week. Um, much to my chagrin as a Chris Godwin owner, um, he's he's been he's been a rock. And like you said, I mean, if he's if he's getting low targets, he's making up for it with a touchdown and you know at least 40, 50 yards or so. Number five or number seven, five or seven uh, wide receiver right now yeah. in, in PPR. So I think it's I think it's I mean, five and then seven. I think it's number five wide receiver, seven. I think it's PPR. five in standard, seven yeah. in PPR, something like yeah. that. Yeah. So cool. So yeah, for sure. What we got next. We got uh, Rice to beat you. Yeah. Yeah, looking at Rice to beat you here. I mean, um, he's he's really turned it on here late in the season. Um, the Leonard Fournette pickup has been a, a really timely one. Um, 
Darnell Mooney last week. Um, you know, we we dogged Mooney earlier in the season when Joe was trying to trade him. And I mean, just absolutely shitting on us with 16 targets, five catches, 121 yards, and a touchdown last week. Um, you know, Andy, he's really Andy, coming on strong for him. Andy Dalton loves throwing him the football. If he's yeah, if he's for there, sure. It helps that A Rob is hurt. If if A Rod gets healthy, A Rob, A Rob, A Rod. If he gets healthy, that'll be interesting to see how that target share works out. And uh, uh, Dalton likes throwing the long ball to Goodwin, but for Godwin, he's hurt too, though. But no, I love. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's an interesting one, uh, just because we kept making fun of him, but he he's yeah. really been shown out. Yeah, well, I, he's he's not my pick. I was just pointing out that he's really come on strong and really made us look uh, look foolish here. Um, my, my pick here is it's it's unsurprising, but it's DeAndre Hopkins. Um, yeah. You know, he's been he's been injured the last few weeks, um, but I mean, they're they're gonna he's got a bye week. He's got an extra week to rest up. I think you look at his matchups down the stretch: Chicago, Los Angeles, Detroit, Indy. Um, Dallas, Seattle. I mean, he's got some pretty favorable matchups. If he can come back healthy, um, he's the perfect complement to Devontae Adams. You know, Gino was really reluctant to break up his his trio of stud wide receivers, and he made out very well getting rid of the worst of the three. With and, and I say that with all due respect. I mean, obviously, you're in a really good position when Keenan Allen is um, the worst of your three receivers. Yeah, um, you're, you're clearly not in a bad position. Um, but I don't, I don't know that Darnell Mooney's um, production is sustainable. Um, he's got three good running backs right now with Mixon, um, Leonard, uh, Leonard Fournette, and Antonio Gibson. Um, if if Hopkins can come back and be healthy, um, you know, you've got a very dangerous roster here. Um, yeah. You know, with with you know five to seven guys who can get you twenty plus each week. You we talked about Hunter Henry, who's been really TD or bust, but I mean he's been pretty darn consistent in their offense and. Obviously, the kicker and defense strategy is still paying off for Gino. So, fuck that guy. <laughs> um, cool. I'm going to talk a little bit about Zidane, please. I I have a tough time. Like his roster again is an enigma to me, and uh, I will talk more about it later on in our in a different segment. Um, if I'm looking at his roster, I got to go Eckler. I mean, he put up four touchdowns on this week. Um, He's been kind of hit or miss, um, at least in a few games. But he's only had, looks like, one game under 10 points this year. He's the number two running back PPR. Um, He is capable to go off literally any game. Um, And I like his matchups. Uh, Denver, they got torched by the Eagles. Uh, Cincinnati, meh. They're kind of, I thought they were promising, but I don't know. The Giants, KC, they've been porous. Uh, so he's got great matchups, and I think I think he could really pop off. Another one, I think, if if he wants continued success, you, you have to you have to give some some credit to, to Brandon Ayuk. He's had a few good games, and I think uh, it looks like he's out of the doghouse. Um, so if he can continue to get those looks and and capitalize on them, I think he's really going to be one that that will make a difference for Zidane please down the stretch. Yeah, I was I was actually looking at Brandon Ayuk, um, and uh, it's it's funny we talk about Darnell Mooney the last round because <laughs> Brandon Ayuk was the other guy that we were shitting on, um, you know, criticizing Joe for dropping Mooney and um, picking up Ayuk. Um, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think Ayuk is my X factor here because yeah. 
I mean, he's, he's come, he's come on really strong and, uh, you know, it just goes to show you like we, as much as we've shit on Joe this year, we gave him a lot of credit that his episode for really just having that little, like that little tingle in his balls when it comes to, you know, fantasy football. And like, he's, he's been right. He just hasn't been right while they're on his roster. Yeah. I was going to say he had him too. So, um, next up, let's talk about, uh, the most fraudulent team in the league, the Fighting House Plants. Yeah, you uh, you you keep coming with the disrespect for the Ferns here, and uh, I mean, obviously, I think I think it's justified. I, think, <laughs> I mean, um, I I feel like um, you know, last week's matchup. I mean, if 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 Jonathan Taylor just had a reasonable day, um, I'm probably still in a really good position to win that game. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you get 53 points from a guy and you get 57 points from the rest of your roster. Um, you obviously got some questions, but um, I mean, looking at his roster here, I mean, Brady's going to do Brady things. Jonathan Taylor's going to do, he's going to keep doing Jonathan Taylor things. The guy I'm picking here is really, um, he's been just wildly inconsistent all season. I mean, he's, he. Oh, you cut out there, Kiefer. Oh, he's he's giving a whole spiel. Uh, I'll try to let him know. Um, if I had to guess, he's probably talking about Kyle Pitts right now. Oh, there we go. You did I, did I, I cut out? Oh yeah, missed all of it. You're back though. Oh, I, I said I said I guessed you were talking about Kyle Pitts. That was my guess. No, I was talking about Stephon Diggs. I was uh, talking about Stephon Diggs. Um, you said wildly really... inconsistent, and I immediately thought Kyle Pitts. So, um, no, Diggs is a great pick. You know, I, I, I tried to not be, I tried to not be, you know, so, um, so telegraphed with my pick. Um, I was looking at, you know, I was looking at Kyle Pitts, but, um, yeah, just Stefan Diggs. I think he's, he's got to step up in his consistency. We obviously talked about Josh Allen being a big reason for that. He just mm-hmm. doesn't look like his, um, former, you know, MVP candidate self from a year ago. Um, He's going to really need Stephon Diggs down the stretch. I mean, uh, what I said when I cut out was, you know, he's got a game where he's got 30 points and he's got a game where he's got eight points. And it's like, you need the guy who's going to give you 20 plus consistently yeah. um, down the stretch here, especially because we talked about at the trade deadline or with our mm-hmm. trade, uh, trade trade segment a while back, he doesn't have a true second running back or a true second wide receiver. He's kind of been using Cardell Patterson interchangeably. Um, obviously if Jonathan Taylor is going to get you 40, 50 points every week, then, you know, you don't really need a second running back, but, um, but yeah, so. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I kind of think I'm looking at that one. I kind of like Cordero Patterson, if he's healthy. Um, I don't trust, I don't love the, the Falcons offense cause they suck. Um, but he's been such a sneaky play. Um, he's been consistent cause he's getting touches everywhere. You know, Everywhere. he's yeah. getting he's getting touches as a running back. He's getting you know anywhere from seven to seven to twelve touches as a running yeah. back. He's getting yeah. you know five plus targets as a wide receiver. So, yeah, I mean, you get that kind of volume, and you're just a good playmaker like he is. He's always been a good playmaker. Yeah. You know, back to his Vikings days as a you know electric return man. Um, yeah. You know, you're just a good athlete. You get those kind of touches, you're bound to make something happen with it, and that's uh, yeah, that's probably going to end up you know, that. If, if I were Joe, he would be in my consideration for transaction of the year with picking up Cordero Patterson because he, he, Fern owns a, owes a lot to Cordero Patterson for saving his season. Yeah. 
Um, let me talk about the Gucci's loose, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like let this one be pretty obvious. Um, Debo Samuel, that dude can do can do it all. He's the number three wide receiver PPR, number two standard. Um, and it's crazy to talk about this, but he's been getting, he's been, he's been running the ball. Last game, he was on the field for 80% of the snaps. Uh, he only had two targets and one catch for 15 yards, and he still managed 16 fantasy points because he's running the damn ball. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the San Francisco is a very run first team. Uh, their, their backfield's been a mess too because of injury. And they're like, you know what? Fuck it. Put Debo back there. Kind of like the Tyreek meme of like the Patrick Mahomes meme of like, fuck it, Tyreek up there somewhere. It's like, fuck <laughs> it. Let's just put the ball in the, in the best player on the field and that's Debo Samuel. So yeah. um, I think you're going to live and die by Debo. Uh, but he's, he's a hell of a player. And I think, um, you need to lean on him for that consistency going into the playoffs. Yeah. No, I, I, I got, I got nothing to offer there. I mean, this was, uh, this, this might end up being most transaction of the year. I think he oh, yeah. traded Mixon for Debo Samuel. So, yeah. um, was it, I, thought, yeah, I think, I think, I think right. it was, I think it was Mixon. Yeah. It was right. Mixon. Cause, cause I, I offered a trade to Gino and I thought Gino was going to work with me on a trade for Debo. Yeah. Um, and, uh, he, he shocked me. But, uh, um, but yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's can't really argue there. Yeah. It was, yeah. The Debo for Mixon. At first we thought that was kind of weird and then lo and behold, but talk to me about uh, Chark in the Water. Yeah. I mean, Chark in the Water. Oh, Oh, sorry. I had to cough. I had to cough. Um, Chark in the Water. I'm really looking at two guys here, but uh, it, it has to be, for me, it's 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 Russell Wilson or it's Antonio Brown, um, and I lean more towards Russell Wilson because um, he's just such a talented quarterback. He's just such a talented playmaker, and you know, in my opinion, I think he was probably rushed a little bit early back from his injury, um, and he's really struggled mightily. He's got like 13 points total um, in his two games back, and that's despite. Um, you know, despite, you know, not missing any time, he threw two picks against Green Bay and he just had a really, um, awful day against, uh, against Arizona, which, I mean, obviously two very good teams, but, um, Russell Wilson is going to be the guy here. I mean, he's got Chark in the Water has a roster that's ready to, to go. You got Christian McCaffrey, you got DeAndre Swift, you can pencil those two guys in for 20 plus points. You got Michael Pittman who, Michael Pittman Jr. Who's had a breakout year. Cooper Cup is on pace to just like tear up the fantasy uh, the fantasy ta- uh, statistics, um, and you know you got two solid tight ends in Jacecki and Ertz. Um, Austin, for the love of God, if Ertz is starting, please start Ertz. Uh, <laughs> but um, and, and then you have Antonio Brown as well. You have an extra receiver out there. Hunter Rip- Hunter Renfro is playing well. So you've got, you've got options all over the place. You just need consistency from your quarterback. Um, his backup is Ryan Tannehill, and we talked a lot about um, the Tennessee offense. It's just not the same without Derrick Henry. So you really need Russell Wilson to step up here and just get back to his Russell Wilson self and just consistently give you 20-plus points. Let me make this next one easy. Next one we're talking about is formerly known as Head Cow, Joe. Uh, you talked about him earlier, Justin the Jet Jefferson. Uh, he is the, the most dynamic playmaker on the field. 
uh, for, at any given time. And uh, I think that you ride him to victory. Um, I don't love the, a lot of, I mean, Joe has a lot of depth, um, obviously. Brandon Cooks has been, he's been kind of sneaky good. Eh, maybe not. Maybe not. I lied. Um, but I really like, I think, of, of the wide receivers that he has on his roster, uh, J.J. Jet Jefferson is the guy there. And I think he's going to be the one that you have to rely on to get points. Um, Cousins loves feeding him the ball. We're going to keep seeing that. Um, but, yeah, he's going to be the guy that's going to help Joe get wins down the stretch if they come. Yeah, for sure. No arguments here. Um, and like I said, I mean, this is, I mean, it, for me and my, with my, my third pick, my second round draft pick, it was between AJ Brown and Justin Jefferson. And that's really the only thing that I regret about my draft strategy. I don't regret trading my keeper. I don't really regret um, taking Kelsey at five. I regret not grabbing Justin Jefferson. I think my season would be a lot different right now. Had I taken him, he's, he's gotta be the guy that you have to get, you know, you have to get consistency from. And, um, he's getting the looks. He's clearly uh, the man in Kirk Cousins' eyes. So, yeah, definitely feel there. And last but not least, uh, our super producer, Philly. Yeah, Philly um, Philly has just had some really bad injury luck, and it really doesn't look like it gets much easier this week. Um, you know, he's potentially going to be without Kyle, Kyler Murray, um, potentially without CeeDee Lamb. Um you know, so really looking at his roster and going into the playoffs, um, I think Kyler Murray is an easy pick here. But um, really, I think it's I think it's going to end up being um, I think it's going to end up being Ceedee Lamb or Saquon Barkley. Um, Saquon Barkley really has to return to form. He's got to be, you know, he's got to be that guy. He traded away Leonard Fournette, which I don't necessarily disagree with the trade, but I also. Um, just wouldn't have given up Lenny given, uh, given his increased involvement in the Bucks passing game, which is, um, a stark contrast from how the Jaguars utilized him. They rarely ever used him in the passing game. So, um, so yeah, I think Saquon Barkley has got to be your guy here. Um, he needs to get back to form. He's got some pretty tough matchups to close out the year. And to be honest, the giants are just really bad, really bad. But um, I think, um, yeah, I think if, if he can return to form here, if as long as the CD injury isn't, you know, too bad, and even still you've got, you know, Keenan Allen, you've got Tyler Lockett who can kind of fill those shoes. Um, as long as the CD lamb injury doesn't you know, hold him back too much, you've still got Tyreek Hill as well. So it's yeah. not like you're hurting at receiver. It's he's really – he's got, he's got plenty of weapons, Keenan Allen. Yeah, you know. yeah he's, he's got the receivers. I mean, honestly, I would have been – I wouldn't have been looking to stockpile so many receivers, but um, he's got options at receiver. But really it's going to come down to Saquon and who gives him that, that second running back. And he's got the number two wide receiver in Tyreek Hill, the number six wide receiver in Jamar Chase, the number – 12 receiver and CD lamb. I'm sure uh, Lockett's not going to be that high. Keenan Allen's the number 11. So you get like four top 15 wide receivers right there. Mm -hmm. And Lockett's sitting at 24. So, I mean, you've got, you got options. Um, it is important to note. I'm going to ESPN. Uh, the Giants did fire Jason Garrett today. Um, oh. so that's, that's breaking news. Um, so, the offense could change a little bit. Um, they're bringing in big Freddie Kitchens uh, to be the play caller, the offensive coordinator. Uh, so 
it'll be interesting to see how that impacts Saquon. I think it's interesting that they get rid of Jason Garrett and not <laughs> Joe Judge or <laughs> not Joe Judge or Gettleman, who's really I put a lot of this on Gettleman. The man has put he together sucks. the entire team, and he's just he has not put together a good team. We got to have Fern's grandpa on here. Uh, no, no, he 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 will he will tell us what's up with the what's up with Gettleman. That dude, <laughs> that dude hates Gettleman, and he's like a. He'd be a, yeah, he'd be a great. Yeah, and he he just he has not built a good team. It's like you you. I think it was actually Nick Wright that was talking about it on Twitter today. Um, it was one of his segments, and he just he went back and looked at Gettleman's draft and um since he joined the team and it's like really really bad. Like, um, I think there's only like really one worthwhile player, um. Out of out of the last you know couple drafts, and a lot of them aren't even on the team anymore. And so it's just like you let go of the wrong person. Very bad. Well, that concludes our X Factor. We've probably spent way more time on that than we probably should, but uh, hopefully that gives people a good insight to um, who they should be starting and what to expect from these upcoming playoffs. Um, that's going to get us into our our next segment. Because waffles are better than pancakes. That's all I got. I don't have the full one because uh, obviously I'm, I'm a little bit uh, at a disadvantage without our super producer, Philly. Uh, yeah, honestly, I, I blame I blame Philly for us running over on that one, too, because, I mean, we didn't we didn't have the, the punk rock waffles are better than pancakes look, to look forward to. Yeah, well, let's uh, let's blaze through this because. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I don't need to. I don't really want to talk about it all that much. But uh, yeah, I, I, I switched my pick. I switched my pick oh. this week. I'm not, I'm not picking on. Uh, I'm not going to pick on Joe anymore. I mean, you're not going to like this, but I, I switched my pick to you here. Um, you know, the, uh, the the loss to uh, formerly known as Head Cow this week. Um, you know, you're you have an outside chance at the making the playoff, but realistically, probably not. Um, you need a you need quite a bit of magic to happen. But uh, yeah, I mean, the Titans. Are, we we talked a lot about this with Derrick Henry. The Titans are still sitting in a pretty solid position in the AFC playoff picture, um, which means that they're not going to rush Derrick Henry back. And I actually would not at all be surprised if we do not see him uh, again in the regular season. There's just you know, as long as they win maybe three more games and they're sitting at 10 and seven or, um, you know, 10 and seven or uh, even 11 and six, um, you know, they're going to be in a solid spot in the AFC playoff picture. And there's just no need to rush him back, um, especially because you're going to need to run him into the ground in the playoffs if you're going to go far. So, um, you know, I said the, the note that I made here, and we talked a little, we talked about it. Um, he's he, he's obviously my X factor pick with Josh Allen. You know, not looking like the MVP candidate from a year ago. You have to wonder where the scoring is coming from. Uh, Jalen Hurts looks like a really really good option. Um, you know, is the rest of the team going to match Jalen Hurts' play? And I just don't know that that's the case. But um, really good games uh, from your receivers uh, this week. Um, and uh, and yeah, I mean, if if that continues, then obviously you come off my my pick here. But um, yeah, I think I think you're you're in real danger here. Yeah, no, I I, I don't necessarily disagree. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Like I said, I'm 
I think you wrote in your notes like uh, Josh Allen's not looking like the MVP, uh, but fortunately I have the number one, you know, fantasy player uh, who's been sitting on my bench the entire season. So that, that, that'll be helpful to uh, do. And like I said, I played, I played Jalen over, over, uh, over Josh Allen last week. I won the game. So, you know, tinker right. a little bit and things work out, but uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. I, I thought about putting you as my, as my, as my, uh, as my waffle watch this week. Oh, oh just despite me. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, yeah. Cause you saw that I wrote mine first. You're like, ah, oh, fuck this guy. <laughs> I thought about it. I'm going to wait. I'm going to keep you off of it until, and, and unless you actually make the waffle watch and then, then maybe I'll put you there. Uh, no, I think, uh, listen, I'm going to be honest. If, if I, if I make the toilet bowl, um, I'm my pick for waffle watch because my roster, uh, my goodness, I just do not have any consistency uh, in my roster and my Lord. So no. yeah, I mean, listen, if I make the toilet bowl, I, I'm picking Joe over me for sure. If that's my matchup. Um, depending on how the cards fall, I'm picking you over me. Um, I think the only team that I really like to, you know, maybe, maybe get a win over with, you know, a two week point total is probably Mo. Yeah. But, uh, and funny enough, I don't even have Mo as my pick. I still have Zidane. Please take me to Waffle House. Uh, you're, you're going in on Zidane. Zidane and Fern here. Uh, they're just the two guys. You're just, you're not, you're a non-believer. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sold. Uh, I'm not sold. I mean, and I put here, this is this is exactly what I wrote. I wrote, scoring 153 points and being the highest score in the league is nothing to scoff at. Nonetheless, I don't think that Zidane please will repeat a performance like that one. The team continues to be inconsistent and lacks depth. Eventually, it'll be time to pay the piper, and Zidane please will run out of pieces to offer up to the fantasy gods. And I, I, I stand by that statement. Um, he, he's been riding, uh, riding the waiver wire um, with his running backs on a weekly basis he's got aj dillon who's been solid replacement for aaron jones but once aaron jones is back you look and who who does he have he's got kareem hunt who's still on the ir alexander madison who put up half of a point uh dearness johnson who put up 2.6 javante williams he's probably he's probably the guy i go with in that situation but i still i still don't it's not inspiring and this week this week he has Mahomes on a bye, so you can't start Mahomes there. Not that Mahomes has been any good, uh, or at least compared to, to what he was last year. And right now his backup quarterback is Justin Fields, who doesn't look like he's going to play this week either. So we'll have to see what happens and come come the waiver wire. And you can't you can't rely on Scary Terry for consistent play. Um, he's been up and down. Brandon Ayuk, like we talked about, he's looking like he's getting out of the doghouse, but. He went from 18 points to five points to 21. Willie jumped back off, you know, no offensement inconsistent. Um, granted, tight ends in, in general just haven't been great. So, um, like I said, yeah. I, I just don't – I he, he gets – he puts together wins. I don't know how. The roster depth, inconsistent. Um, so, I, I think he's in the waffle watch. I think Moe's in the waffle. I mean, we only talk about two, but uh, I think Moe could be in the waffle watch, you know. Uh, yeah, that that's you think that's my you think time. maybe you think maybe Fred has a voodoo doll now too, because I mean, <clears throat> you know, yeah, I mean, I, I don't disagree with anything you had to say about the roster, but it's you know, um, you, you know, you get the performance. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, you, you get a win. It's really all that matters. So I think I think maybe uh, I think maybe Fred might have visited, um, you know, might have visited a shop. 
and, and picked himself up a voodoo doll. I don't know. Maybe maybe yeah. Carl Linton. Maybe we'll Carl Linton is doll. We'll see what happens. You know, who we'll, knows? See what, we'll see what happens. Come I, there are games Monday, right? I think so. Yeah, there's a Monday game, so we'll see. I mean, Joe's a tough matchup this week. Um, like I said, uh, I think we talked about it last week, but I like my odds. Honestly, of still making the playoffs. Uh, the the thing the pieces have fallen nicely in terms of like schedule uh for for me to work out austin and austin and uh gino that's a it's gonna be a tough matchup for either side um if they all perform mm. um i think like i said we we said formerly known as head cow is surging that's a great matchup for me and then i have i i control my own destiny against mo so yeah, I mean, yeah, I, mean, I don't, I don't hate my odds in the Waffle Bowl if I end up getting there, right? Like you win the first round and you're out, you're safe. So yeah, I just, yeah. I'd, like I said, I'd prefer not to go against Joe, but uh, uh, we'll see what happens. Um, there's yeah. a lot of football. I mean, your, your saving grace has been your your early season scoring explosions, right? Because you're what fourth or fifth in the league in points for right now. So you know, as long as as long as you win and or. Yeah. Um, you know, you need yeah. you need uh, you need Gino and and Zidane please to lose. Yeah. But as long as you win and they lose, you got the edge in points four. Yeah. So I would I mean, say even yeah. even even last week I was the I had like the fourth highest score or something like that. So it's not like I'm the points aren't there. I'm just not getting the matchups, uh, which you know that's not always in the cards. And uh, well, happens. That that's showbiz, baby. That's showbiz, baby. But um, <laughs> let's uh, we have a we have another segment different we're not going to do our superlatives this week maybe we'll try to keep this a little bit brief because i feel like if i had to guess we are probably like this might be our longest episode uh i don't know we're gonna find out um i was gonna say we probably started like right around like 7 15 7 20 we're pushing 8 30 now it's gonna come in hot so uh we'll keep this one brief um but it is thanksgiving uh coming up on thursday uh we just wanted to chat real briefly about what we're thankful for um and keith i'll let you i'll let you start on this yeah for sure for sure um mine is mine is non-fantasy related i don't have a whole lot to be thankful for in the fantasy football world right now um but uh mine has definitely been um the 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 fellas in my life um especially since i moved a little bit closer uh morgan and i um 2019 we moved out to spokane washington and we were just so far away from everybody um, and I just did not get to see people the way I wanted to. Um, and then since, you know, coming out here, um, you know, I've, uh, you've come out and visited. I've seen you twice. Um, Mike Norbit just moved out here. So getting to see him, I've got, you know, a trip scheduled with Hope um, in January. And so, um, and then, you know, here next uh, two weekends from now, I'm driving up to Montana. So I get to see Mario and our, 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 big, uh, our big country fuck Palin. Um, you know, so just, I'm really just thankful for, thankful for the fellas, um, thankful for the guys in this league. Um, it's just, it's always a great camaraderie, camaraderie, um, even though like, you know, I, I don't know some of the guys as well as I would like to, um, I feel like, you know, just based off of our interactions in the group chat or something, I feel like I could text you all and, you know, have an extended conversation and just talk about life. But, uh, I'm, I'm especially thankful for you and Philly. It's just been, it's been really fun doing this show together. Um, like I said, really great, uh, seeing you two times and, you know, two times in a month after not really having seen you yeah. for a year. 
So thankful for the fellows. Thankful for uh, being in a position where I can see my friends more often now. Yeah, no, it's, it's pretty blessed. Uh, I think mine is similar. I'm going to talk about, I think mine is more about I'm thankful for the relationships that I have in my life. Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to, part of that comes from, I guess uh, over a year ago now, I got off of social media. Um, and that's really how I, I mean, that's how a lot of us maintain relationships. Uh, like nowadays, whether it's through, I mean, you're off Facebook now. I mean, but people use Facebook as a method of communication. Uh, Snapchat, even if it's like, oh, like, I know my mom's like, oh, do you, or used to be like, oh, do you talk to this person? I'm like, well, we Snapchat back and forth. So I don't know if you really can call that like a full community uh, conversation, but, um, but after I got off of that, it just the people have adapted and, you know, modified how they communicate with me, whether it's people sending me like Instagram links and stuff like that. And I appreciate, and you really find out like who your, your friends are. And, uh, like I said, I've just been real fortunate to have like the people that I have in my life. And, uh, my mom, she says this, but uh, I got a really good group of friends. And I think, I think that's true. And I think we have, like I said, we have a great community in low expectations and, um, it's been a lot of fun. So I'm excited to see like continue this league. I think this is something that will hopefully continue for years and years. I have a, a fantasy football league I've been in since high school. And I think this might be our last year in that league. We've been doing that for about 10 years. So I'd love to be able to have something like this that we can continue on. So um, yeah, great. and thankful for the community that we have. Yeah, for sure, man. For sure. It's a, it's a, it's a blessing to have you in my life, you know, absolutely feelings mutual everyone everyone but especially the people that you know that put in the effort i think that's i think that says a lot right when you can it's one thing to say like yeah i'm gonna come visit you or i'm gonna make time but when you actually do it i think it means so much more so yeah well that moves us into uh I, th I think this is both of our favorite segment now I but have, uh, I have, I'll, I'll, I have, I'll let you rattle it off i have the soundbite Beautiful, beautiful. There we go. Um, how, how do you want to play this this week? We already actually answered one question um, with Gino's question, and we got uh, three submissions here from Joe, Cheese, and Kamish. Um, I have one that I'm kind of leaning towards, but uh, but yeah, I, I want to know how you want to play this. I'll let you pick since I submitted one. Sure, sure. I, I think it's definitely time to go with uh, to go with Joe. Um, he submitted this question um, two weeks in a row, um, and I mean, I think now it's definitely more appropriate. Thanksgiving is two days away, so uh, shout out Joe for this question. Um, we we nearly picked it last week, and it's. It's getting our time this week. So Joe, uh, Joe wanted to know. Um, he, he wrote in the submission this week. If you don't choose this one, you're anti-Thanksgiving and you should be shunned. Um, I, Joe, I can tell you, I am the most pro-Thanksgiving person, um, maybe in the world. I'm a very uh, firm believer in giving Thanksgiving the respect it deserves. I do not uh, do not condone my wife listening to Christmas music or putting up decorations prior to Black Friday. So. Um, you, I mean, between me and, and Tyler Closeris, me and Oak, I don't, I don't know that there are two more, uh, more pro Thanksgiving people than we are. So, um, but, uh, but his, his question, all time Thanksgiving meal plate. So you get one main, um, a protein turkey or ham, and then three side dishes. 
Kiefer with the cough. Yep, had to take a little break there. But yeah, uh, so one main and three side dish. Mm. Oh, your mic cut out again. Well, if he's going, he can't hear me. Uh, one sec, let me. Let's see. Maybe. You back, Keith? Oh, did I cut out again? God damn it. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. Ultimate ultimate plate here. What's your uh, what's your ultimate plate? One main, three sides. What you got for me? Uh so I'm gonna start with a with a like a, a brief uh, brief uh, rationale for why I'm going with my my meat. Uh, so we've we've always been a very we, we always had turkey at all of our Thanksgivings. Um, my sister's birthday is Christmas Eve. Um, and she gets to pick whatever meal she wants. She does a very similar style Thanksgiving meal for Christmas as well. So we go from eating turkey on Thanksgiving for turkey for three weeks of um, three weeks of leftovers, and then uh, we have turkey again. <laughs> so like, I am numb to turkey. Um, <laughs> I love honey glazed hams, and so I will. I'm gonna like again. I've had turkey all my life, but honey glazed ham is just phenomenal and so i'm gonna pick that as my protein my three side dishes gotta go mashed potatoes um i love sweet potato casserole i think that's a like the like the like the marshmallows on top and i like like the pecans or whatever nut that they put on top too i think that's great um my third one yeah yeah yeah. i, I guess it could be a dessert too right I was going to add a caveat to this. I was going to say dessert doesn't count, and so okay. we'll add okay. we'll add dessert later. So just just a, a okay. main, just gonna, uh, you know, a traditional side here. We're going to keep it classic. Okay, so mashed potatoes, uh, sweet potato casserole, and then I'm going to just do like stuffing, uh, like a or mm. dressing, whatever, whatever people call it different things. Um, so ham, mashed potatoes, uh, sweet potato casserole, stuffing. So that's, sure, that's mine. Sure. That's mine. I like it. I like it. I'll preface this by saying um, my household, both Christmas and Thanksgiving, we always have ham and turkey. Um, and and I prefer ham, but for some reason on Thanksgiving, I'm just, I'm crushing turkey. It just hits um, Yeah, it just, I mean, on Thanksgiving, turkey just, just hits different. Um, but I do love me a honey glazed ham. It, it's for me, I'll end up having both on both holidays, but I end up going more turkey on Thanksgiving, more ham on Christmas, and uh, but in general, I prefer honey glazed ham, same as you. Uh, but Thanksgiving, oh, I'm gonna go turkey. Um, I'm gonna go stuffing. I'm gonna go cornbread, mm. and I'm gonna go baked mac. Oh yeah. I'm going to go baked mac, but it's got to be a legit baked mac though. Like some people, I've been to some cookouts. I've been to some Thanksgiving meals where, yeah, no, where the, the, mac. the mac just ain't hitting. If it's not right, um, leave. I have I have a pretty good baked mac recipe that I make for my family. Nice. Um, my mom makes really good baked mac. My grandma um, just passed away recently, but she left behind her baked mac res uh, recipe, and um, I'm gonna try my hand at that this year. Um, she had an excellent baked mac recipe, but if it's a good baked mac, baked mac. Um, if I don't trust the baked mac then I'm probably going to go, um, oh man, stuffing cornbread. I'll probably, I'd probably go mashed potatoes too. Man, you combine, you combine our two, 
our two lists, we probably have like like the ultimate like uh, To be honest right with there. you, to be honest with you, our two plates combined is typically what I grab. I'll grab a slice of turkey, I grab a slice of ham, I grab mashed potatoes, baked mac, stuffing, and some cornbread. Yeah. That that that's my plate. That's my that's my first plate all the time. My aunt makes a really great cornbread casserole. So mm. good. My mom makes this jalapeno cornbread. And so it's got this like, it's got this real good kick to it. Um, it's just so moist and flavorful. Bro, I'm, oh, I'm <clears throat> genuinely looking forward to it. Last year, I didn't get to leave Spokane for Thanksgiving because um, Gonzaga was really like locked down. So we yeah. told student, we told students, if you leave for Thanksgiving, you can't come back for the rest of the semester. Um, and not really an option for you. Yeah, so wasn't able to go home, wasn't able to see my family in South Carolina, wasn't able to see my mom and dad down in Florida. So um, missed out on the, the jalapeno cornbread last year. Wow, wow. But that leads us into the last part of this question, and we are way over on time, but your dessert. What's your Thanksgiving dessert? Bro, I smash apple pie. That's that's not apple not, pie, man. Apple like a good apple pie. Oh my. That I, I love pie in general. So at Austin's at uh, Cheese's wedding, I was in my freaking element uh, oh dude he, he had like a pie bar um but yeah apple pie that, that's classic yeah have to yeah um well, you and i are definitely related in some capacity because apple pie i mean I, i'm I, don't get me wrong i'm a crushing pumpkin pie yeah. um but pumpkin pie is one of those things that i feel like it's too easy to mess up you gotta um, be in the mood where, for it too. yeah whereas apple pie like <laughs> warm very difficult to mess up warm apple pie with an ice cold scoop of vanilla ice cream just it's different you're 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 rustling my jimmies here you're getting me hot and bothered well uh, luckily for you there's only uh two days until thanksgiving so you, you don't have to wait much longer yeah i mean as soon as we wrap here i'm literally packing my bag and then morgan and i are driving down to the airport we're going to spend the night in the airport hotel and we wake up first thing in the morning and uh fly out to sc so nice well with that that kind of wraps up our show. We wish all the fellas uh, a happy Thanksgiving. Thank you for being a part of our lives. Thank you for, for listening to the podcast. Uh, we wish you nothing but the best. Uh, uh, lots to be thankful for. Hope you all have a, a great week in fantasy uh, other than the people I need to lose. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, like I said, uh, watch some football, put on some, put on your stretchy pants and uh Let's have a great week. Uh, any last words, Keith? No, no, just reiterate it. I'm thankful for the fellows here. I uh, really enjoy being a part of this league. Um, you know, just really grateful for the guys that I get to connect with. Thankful for you, Carl, Philly. Um, I pretty much talk to you three just about every day, but, you know, yeah. Fern, Mo, um, Fred, Joe, Austin. Um, you guys are all just, you know, such a such a big part of my life, my day-to-day, Gino. Um you guys are all just, uh, you guys are all important to me. And I, I really enjoy this league. Enjoy getting to know you guys better and talking shit and, <laughs> and connecting over fantasy football. Well, with that, folks, uh, keep your keep your expectations low and your standards lower. We'll see you all next week with another uh, Fresh to Death episode. Have a good one.